This is Crossroads with Clayton King. Hey friends, in this message, you're going to get to drop in like a member of our church at New Spring. I'm a teaching pastor there, and this is a message I recently preached from the book of Ecclesiastes on how to simplify your life. This is something I have struggled with over the years because like you, I'm a busy guy. I've got a lot going on. And every single day, I need to be reminded that I can simplify the complexities of my life if I'll do a few things, and we'll see those few things right here in this message from Ecclesiastes. Enjoy. Well, if you have a Bible, we're gonna be back in the book of Ecclesiastes. We're gonna look at some wisdom that Solomon shares with us 3,000 years after the fact. Solomon, definitely the richest man on earth then, possibly the richest man that's ever lived. A man who at the end of his life is looking back on the way that he's lived and the lessons that he's learned. And he's sharing with us that so much of what he thought would make him happy and bring him pleasure was nothing but vanity and meaninglessness. The Hebrew word is hevel. And what we wanna see in the scripture today, by the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit, is that you don't have to spend your life on a hamster wheel getting nowhere. You can actually simplify your life and enjoy all the good things that God wants you to give. Let's reject the hevel, let's reject the meaninglessness and the vanity of life without a view of God, and let's live our life under the sun with our eyes on God and eternity beyond the sun. Over the last several months, as a pastor, I have been asked a lot of questions by a lot of people, and these questions really reveal so much of the complexity of our world right now. The last three years have been really hard. I wrote down some of the most common questions that I get over coffee or a lunch or at the YMCA or as I'm out in town shopping for groceries or pumping gas at the gas station. That happened to me this week at QT. Someone walked up to me and asked me this question. Are we going to make it? I said, you mean like you and me? He said, no, I mean like as the human race. Are we gonna make it? This is a question I get quite often. Who can I actually trust these days? Can I trust anybody? Or is every voice somehow trying to spin a story for its own benefit? Will things ever get better? There seems like there's a lot of bad news and complexity in the earth right now. And here's one that really gets down to the core of identity and purpose. Why am I here? These are questions that Solomon unpacks in Ecclesiastes. And these are questions that he is reflecting on at the end of his life, and he wants to help us understand, specifically today, that if you can learn now to simplify your life and take away some of the complexity, you'll see that life isn't really as complicated as we make it. There are some simple things that we can remember to enjoy life under the sun with a view of life beyond the sun. So I wanna start off with this one phrase. When you know what lies beyond the sun, you can enjoy life under the sun. When you know what lies beyond the sun, 
that there is a God in heaven, that there is a heaven, a new heaven, a new earth promised to us, that the life we live right here, right now, is just the beginning of an eternity where we will all live somewhere forever and ever and ever. Life under the sun on earth can be enjoyed better when we keep our eyes on God who lives beyond the sun. So many people that I know right now have been distracted by important things, serious things. So what can we do as the people of God? Well, we can pray, we can take our eyes off of this earth under the sun and we can lift up our eyes to heaven. And we can remember that God ultimately is in control. We would all, church, we would all, including me, benefit from a bigger God theology. We would all do well to occasionally lift our eyes up from our circumstances and enjoy the reality, the promise of God, that ultimately God has the final say, that ultimately Jesus Christ returns, that ultimately our world is renewed, that we have a new heaven and a new earth, and that when the world can seem like it's falling apart around us, we serve a God who holds it all together by his righteous right hand. And we could benefit from a bigger God theology. So I wanna show you four things to remember in order to simplify your life so that you can enjoy this life God has given you under the sun. First of all, from Ecclesiastes. Now, Ecclesiastes is wisdom literature. It's circular, it repeats the same themes over and over. So I'm gonna use several different passages today from Ecclesiastes. Number one, remember this. You cannot control outcomes. You can't do it. You can't control outcomes. Solomon learned this with all of his money, with all of his power, with all of his influence. You can't control outcomes even when you're the richest man in the world. And it says this in Ecclesiastes 6.12 and then following that in verse 7.14. Look at Ecclesiastes 6.12. For who knows what is good for man while he lives the few days of his vain life, which he passes like a shadow, for who can tell man what will be after him under the sun? Look at that. Who can tell a man or a woman or a teenager or a senior citizen, who can tell a man or a woman what will be after them under the sun? You can't control outcomes. We, I look, I love to be in control of as many things as I can possibly be in control of. But Solomon learned the hard way because here he is towards the end of his life and he realizes I'm gonna be dead soon and when I'm dead, I can't control any of the outcomes of how I've lived my life. It all has to be in God's hands. Here's what he says in chapter seven, verse 14. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. And in the day of adversity, consider. God has made the one as well as the other so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. Prosperity comes from God. Adversity comes from God. Consider this, you can be joyful. So whether you're having a good day or a bad day, God has made the one as well as the other, and you can't predict the future. You can't control outcomes. So be joyful in the thing you're going through right now, even if it's bad. You can't control outcomes. And remember this, number two, power doesn't bring you pleasure. You wanna simplify your life? Remember this, power 
doesn't bring you pleasure. And Solomon had all the power. He says so in Ecclesiastes chapter eight, verses eight and nine. This is a lesson to remember as we simplify our lives. He says, no man has power to retain the spirit or power over the day of death. There is no discharge from war, nor will wickedness deliver those who are given to it. All this I observed while applying my heart to all that is done under the sun when man had power over man to his hurt. Now, in, in verse eight, he says, no man has power over death. And then at the end of verse nine, he says, man had power over another man to his hurt. Here's what Solomon knew. As king, he could amass an army. As king, he could declare war. He could send men into battle. As king, he could take what he wanted. As king, he had no accountability. He could do whatever and nobody could tell him no. And he had unlimited power. But just like power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And he's saying it right here. You think that power will bring you pleasure? I tell you, I had so much power I could hurt other people and get away with it. And I still can't have power over the day of my death. Power is not what will make you happy and it will not give you pleasure. Can I give you some permission? And this is for, this is for every age group and every demographic. Can I give you some permission? It is not just okay. It is good for you and for me to just be normal. You don't have to live a big, flashy, epic life. You don't. You can live an everyday, average, normal, mundane, run-of-the-mill life with your eyes on Jesus for the sake of your eternity. You can go to work and go to school. You can change that baby's diaper and you can serve that meal to the customer. You can mow that grass, you can fold that laundry, you can pay those bills, you can do all of the normal things that normal people do in a normal life thinking about God while you're doing it and God will be glorified and you'll be benefited and the world will wonder what in the world is wrong with them. Why are they enjoying their normal life every day? because that's what we do under the sun. You know, I, I'm not against social media, I'm on social media, but I just wanna remind you that that perfectly crafted post on Instagram with all the filters and all the tricks and of the trend will probably not have the effect of changing the world. That argument on Facebook where you just wanna set that person straight about their beliefs, their religion, their politics, the team they love, probably not gonna change the world. Live a normal life. Love your children, love your friends, open up your home, go to work every day and instead of saying, I can't believe I have to work with these people, say, God, I can't believe you let me work with these people where I can show them the joy of the Lord with the way I smile and the way I respond when I go through adversity. Enjoy your life like that. Power is not gonna bring you pleasure, so just live a normal life for the glory of God because power is not the answer. God has all the power, we don't. What a relief. What a relief that I don't have to be in control of any of this stuff. And what that does is it leads me to the fear of God. That's the next thing I want you to remember to simplify your life. Fear God, 
and you won't fear death. Fear God and you won't fear death. Solomon mentions this in Ecclesiastes 8.12. And he also mentions it in chapter nine, verse five. Look what he says in chapter eight, verse 12. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and prolongs his life, yet I know that it will be well with those who fear God because they fear before him. It will be well with those who fear God. Even when you look at a sinner and you see them committing a hundred sins and it looks like they're getting away with it. Even when you watch TV and, and you see stars, politicians, athletes, businessmen, businesswomen, and it looks like they're living wicked lives and they're getting rich and they're getting famous and you say, now that's not fair. How, why is God blessing them and he's not blessing me? Don't assume that sinners are blessed in their sin. Assume that followers of God are blessed when they fear God. I wanna say something right here. Well, let's read chapter nine, verse five. Let me, let me, let me get, I wanna warm up to this. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. This is a man who's approaching the end of his life and he's thinking about death. And Solomon knows that death is the great equalizer. Death comes for us all, eventually. And so he wants us to know that if we have a godly fear, a holy reverence, and awe and respect for God, the fear of God will displace the fear of death. Okay, now I'm ready to say what I need to say. I love Jesus, but I also fear God. And it would be good for us as the people of God to recover a biblical sense of the fear of God. And I don't want to dumb this down. I am afraid of what my life would be without God. I fear it. We've gotta recover a fear of God in the church, especially the church in America. A lot of people say, I love Jesus. Yay, I love Jesus too. But do you fear God? Do I fear God? You can't read the Bible and walk away with a chummy, pally kind of, yeah, God's my man upstairs, he's my homeboy. Yeah, Jesus is your friend, but God is also sovereign creator of the universe who will judge the living and the dead at the end of all things. And it's my job as a pastor to tell us, to warn us, if you live your life with no fear of God, you better be afraid of death. You better be. You better fear it. But let that fear do something good for you. Let the fear, if you don't know Jesus, let the fear of eternity separated from God in hell, let that turn you to the goodness and the grace of Jesus because he doesn't wanna send anyone there. He wants all of us to be saved and have a relationship with him. I fear what my marriage would be if I took my eyes off of God. I fear what my life would turn into if I stopped reading the word of God and living according to it. I fear what would happen um, to my children if I stopped fearing God in the way that I try to live an example for my boys. It's okay to have a good, healthy fear of God because when you do, you don't have to fear the unknown of death. And that's what Solomon had learned. Simplify your life fear God, and you don't have to be afraid of death. 
We'll be back in a minute to finish up this message. But before we do, I wanted to tell you, roots are important, and our ministry has put our roots down at Anderson University in South Carolina. It's the largest Christian and private institution in the entire state. We moved here in 2014 because we believed in the mission of this Christian institution. It's a really special place. There's 38 concentrations, 46 minors, 59 major degree programs, and they also have 18 master's and doctoral degrees. So whether you're a high school student trying to discern where to go after you graduate, or an adult that wants to get some more education online, check out andersonuniversity.edu and you could be really, really encouraged and prepared for life, ministry, career at this great Christian institution. That's andersonuniversity.edu. Now, back to the message. And finally, the one thing I wanna leave you with, as you remember how to simplify your life, find joy in ordinary things. Find joy in the simple things of life, the ordinary daily things. Ecclesiastes 8.15 says this. Solomon had learned some things and he says, I commend joy. In other words, joy is good. For man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful for this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. Look at some of these simple things he tells us we can enjoy. Go, he says, eat your bread with joy. In other words, have some carbs. <laughs> now I'm on a high protein diet. I've lost 30 pounds in the last 16 months and I'm very thankful that I'm healthier than I've been in a long, long time. But every once in a while, you just gotta have a bowl of ice cream. Enjoy it. Be guilt free. Live a little bit. Do you see this? Solomon has learned God wants us to enjoy life. Don't feel guilty for enjoying the good things. God loves us. He wants to lavish us with his gifts, his grace. And so it's okay to enjoy the simple things in life. And then verse eight, let your garments be always white. He's talking about clothing. It's okay to take pride in how you look. It's okay to dress up. It's okay to look good. It's okay to have a wardrobe. It's okay to wash your clothes so they smell fresh. Have you ever thought about this? That you're in the laundry room folding somebody else's underwear and you can rejoice and enjoy that because there's somebody else that depends on you. Or maybe you're folding your own laundry and you're in there going, oh, and you're, and you're you know, speaking in tongues and, and the frustration of it. How about this? Just enjoy the fact that you've got clean clothes to wear, that you've got a washing machine and a dryer that can make those clothes clean. Enjoy that. Let not oil be lacking on your head. In other words, take pride in your appearance. It's okay to have good personal hygiene. It's okay to get ready and go out into the world looking your best. Enjoy that. That's not a sin. Look at verse nine. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love. Enjoy the people around you. If you're married like me, enjoy your spouse. Enjoy picking on them, enjoy making fun, enjoy cutting up, enjoy holding hands. If going to movies is your thing, if riding on a boat on the lake is your thing, if going to the beach or going to the mountains or hopping on a motorcycle, if that's your thing, sitting on the back deck, around the fire pit, whatever it is. If you're single, enjoy your friends, enjoy community, enjoy the fellowship, enjoy the freedom and liberty you have to go and do mostly what you want right now. 
Enjoy that. That's not a sin. It's what God wants for you. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he has given you because he has given you under the sun because that is your portion. That is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. And finally, verse 10, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in the grave in Sheol to which you are going. Great reminder, death is the great equalizer and God wants you to enjoy your life until you get to that point. There's nothing, church, that simplifies your life more than almost losing something or someone you really care about. Four weeks ago today, my life got real simple real fast. I didn't care about anything else except my wife and her living. I wanna encourage you, church, to enjoy the simple things in life, the ordinary things. I made a small, short list of things that in my life I want to enjoy. I wanna enjoy a sunrise. I'm up early almost every morning. And I like to sit outside in my driveway and I like to watch that, that orange ball crest the horizon and come up across Midway Road. I get double bonus points when I'm enjoying that sunrise with a big, strong cup of hot black coffee, just like Jesus drinks it. I get triple bonus points when I'm enjoying that cup of coffee and sunrise on a cool, crisp morning, about 50 degrees with 0% humidity in the air. I enjoy that. I enjoy my kids. They're older now. My 17-year-old is six foot four, taller than me. My 20-year-old is preaching the gospel. I enjoy talking with them. I spent my whole weekend with my son. I enjoy friends. I got a fire pit in my backyard, a deck on the back of my house. I enjoy having brothers come over. And Shari and I enjoy our home group that comes and we break bread together. Enjoy your job. You've got a job? Praise God for it. Might as well enjoy it. You gotta go, might as well enjoy it. Enjoy the people you work with. And instead of thinking about how difficult they are, think about what a great opportunity it is for you to love them and show them the love of Jesus. Enjoy a delicious meal broken around the table with brothers and sisters. I enjoy laughter, enjoy laughter. I like to laugh, I like to cut up. Ha, 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 I felt better right there. I felt the endorphins, the epinephrine, the norepinephrine, the oxytocin, the vasopressin, the adrenaline. Just laugh a little bit. Watch a, watch a Nate Bargatze video on Netflix or something. Laugh it up or just watch your spouse do something when they don't know you're watching. Enjoy laughter, enjoy music. It's a simple part of life. I woke up this morning, didn't get home till midnight last night from preaching, didn't sleep well last night, got up this morning and I put on CC Winans as loud as I could get her and CC took me to church before I showed up at New Spring, filled me with joy. Enjoy music, enjoy your day, whatever the day may bring. And when that day is over, if you get a chance, go outside, breathe in the fresh air and watch that same sun that came up this morning set in the west and realize 
that there is a good God beyond that son who is controlling all the variables that you and I can't control. And that God who lives beyond the sun and controls the rise and the fall, the rise and the setting of the sun is the same God who gave his best gift, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me and for you to take away our shame, take away our guilt, take away our blame, to, to remove our past from us, to give us a hope and a future and a promise that a good God has a good home awaiting us beyond the sun and he has good gifts for us right here, right now, under the sun. Your life is more than vanity. Your life matters for God. Enjoy every ordinary small thing He has given you. Simplify your life. Hey, I wanna encourage you in the days to come to look for the joy in simplicity, to do small little things like a sunrise, a sunset, stopping to smell the roses as they say, just those simple things that we can often overlook because we are so consumed with the big things on our to-do list. Hey, the to-do list can wait. It'll be there tomorrow. Today, pause and see the presence of God and the joys of life in the simple things. You can do it when you know what lies beyond the sun. You can live a life of joy and simplicity under the sun in the days God has given you in this life. If you'd like to hear this message again, send it to a friend, or learn how to take a next step in your walk with Jesus, check us out at ClaytonKing.com.